This is Vermont Credit Unions on the Air, a service of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions. I'm Joe Bergeron, president of the association. It's pretty common to hear people say how much they love their credit union, and many are even able to associate the expression people helping people with their credit union. But there's a small and growing group of people in Vermont and across the country who take everything credit union and their place in the economy to a whole other level. Every year, people from all over the world become certified as credit development educators. Their week-long training provides participants with critical lessons in cooperative principles, credit philosophy, and international development issues, all while incorporating challenges that credit unions face every day. With me is John Cody, the Association's Director of Information Services and Vermont's most recent certified credit development educator. We're talking about his recent experience at the National Credit Foundation's DE training that was held in Madison, Wisconsin in early November a few weeks ago. Thanks for joining us, John. Thanks, Joe. I'm happy to be here. Um, during the past 35 years, more than 1,800 credit unit advocates from around the world have graduated from the training to become certified development educators, also known as DEs for short. Our mission is to promote credit union uniqueness and social responsibility through interactive adult education and professional networking. The DE network spans more than 35 countries, linking the past to the present and bringing renewed relevance to the seven credit union cooperative operating principles, as well as our core philosophy of people helping people. I'm privileged to be the 13th development educator that we have in Vermont, which I'm very excited about. Um, now, in the interest of full disclosure, the sort of intro that I just gave you is a paraphrasing of what you can read at, about the DE program on the Foundation's website. And while it's completely accurate, after experiencing what I feel is the highlight of my nearly 16 years here at the Association, I need to put it in my own words. People sometimes refer to their passion for credit unions with the phrase, drinking the Kool-Aid. In fact, those exact words came up repeatedly on day one of the training in Madison. But now that I'm on the other side of that, I find that phrase to be insufficient. For me, DE training was like having an IV drip bag filled with people helping people fluid hooked up to my arm for six days. Everything we talked about during the training sessions, meals, even social times, every speaker we heard, every field trip we did, every one after another over-the-top experience was built upon, upon, upon the foundation of people helping people and improving the financial well-being of members. Put another way, a few days after I got back, while talking with a friend who's really into mu music and movies, I compared DE training to the amplifiers that Nigel Tufnell and his band use in the classic film, This is Spinal Tap. As I told my friend, if your level of passion for the credit union movement is already a 10, becoming a development educator will make it go to 11. So what are the, give us some details about um, the program and how it works, you know, how many, how many people are there for a session, where is it held, what's the environment like, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Well, I'll start with the application process. Um, it's an online application. Um, it went live, on the, on the day that I was registering for it, it went live at 11 a.m. And I submitted my application for one of the 48 spots that are available at one of the four DE trainings that take place every year. So I submitted my application at 12.15, so an hour and 15 minutes after uh, application process began. Um, at that time, there were 16 spots left. So 32 spots had already gone to other folks. 
And I found out when I got to Madison that there were more than 500 people on the waiting list for the training that I attended. Um, what makes it really special, uh, there's a number of things that make DE training special, but I want to start with the facilitators and mentors, specifically Lois Kitch, National Program Director at the Foundation, and Gary Singleton, who was um, the other facilitator, who is the Vice President of Credit Union System Relations for CUNA Mutual Group. And then I also want to mention um, George Umbato, who is the CEO of the African Confederation of Cooperative Savings and Credit Associations. As you know, African credit unions are called SACOs, which is Savings and Credit Cooperative Organization. And the African Confederation is essentially their continent-wide trade association. George is also the director of the DE program in Africa. Um, I've met Lois and, and worked with Lois and Gary before, so that was great. So I had a familiar, couple of familiar faces there. But I gained new insights into how special and important those two people are not only to the DE program, but to the credit union movement as well. It was amazing um, getting to know them on a whole different level. Um, George I'd not met before, and to be perfectly honest, when I realized he was going to be the mentor for the team I was assigned to, I was a bit apprehensive. George's English is excellent, but not surprisingly, he has an accent, and at first I had trouble understanding him. My fears evaporated within about a half an hour because I began to get a glimpse of just how unbelievable a leader George truly is. Our whole group connected with him and he with us, which empowered us to achieve outstanding results throughout the week. At graduation, and really throughout the entire week, I felt blessed and privileged that George was our mentor. Um, my fellow classmates were employees, were made up of employees from credit unions in 20 states, plus two other leagues or associations. Um, we had representatives from Kenya and Malawi in Africa and from the United Kingdom. We also had folks there from CUNA, CUNA Mutual Group, World Council, the African-American Credit Union Coalition, and multiple CUSOs. Um, there's a few ground rules for the training, but the most important ones are to leave your job and your credit union titles at home. Focusing on the training is vital to getting every last drop of benefit from it. But just as important is that every trainee is on an equal footing as a member of the team that you're assigned to. People who aspire to become DEs generally have one or more leadership qualities in their toolkit before they arrive. Generally, they're passionate. Our group literally named itself the Passionators. Um, they're creative, they're analytical, and they're often strong-willed. You know that from working with me from 16 years, that that's one that's not necessarily a good thing that's in my toolkit but it actually helped out a lot at DE training. Because when you put eight of those people together in a group, you're going to get disagreements, you're going to get compromises, and ultimately, hopefully, you're going to get success. Um, but if you know someone's title, if you know they're a CEO um, or a board chair, that could skew the group dynamics within the team and even within the entire group of 48 people that are participating in the training. So nobody talks about titles until after graduation. I found out that my U.S. classmates included multiple CEOs, including one from a $1.6 billion credit union, an executive assistant slash compliance officer, and virtually every level of position in between. My four classmates from outside the U.S. were already significant leaders of note in their countries and had achieved their, their DE certifications there, but wanted to do the U.S. program to become 
ICUDES, or International Credit Union Development Educators. The other major ground rule to when you arrive at the training is to attend and participate in everything. The DE training experience is what you make of it, and it's hard work. You are on the job from 8 a.m. every morning, often until well into the evening at social events, which are an important part of the networking process with fellow trainees, mentors, and with the facilitators. So you've told us the kind of people that are there with you and some of the you know, characteristics and you know, the de dedication it takes and so on and that kind of stuff. But, but I'm sure people listening want to know, well, what does he actually do? What, what goes on uh, during a week of, of DE training? Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult to, um, to discuss all of the things that go on because, as I said, it's, it's, everything's grounded in people helping people. It's the pre-work, you get some pre-work assignments. You get a book that you're supposed to read, and which I did. <laughs> um, I consider myself pretty well versed in those things, but, you know, about the history and philosophy of credit unions and everything. Sure. But I learned a lot um, by reading that book. And so you're given some pre-work assignments, and, but very little advance information about what the DE program is. And that's because the training works best when it's allowed to unfold piece by piece. And so that even begins, for the, for the facilitators and the mentors, that begins well before every, anybody shows up in Madison. Um, because each individual trainee is assigned to a group based on several factors. This ensures that each team is balanced, and most importantly, well-equipped for maximum involvement by each member of the team and ultimately success for the team. The first few days are an immersive study of the seven credit union international operating principles and how they can be applied to the 12 identified international development issues that hinder or prevent economic growth and prosperity for families. You get an understanding of the credit union system and its uniqueness, the uniqueness of our business model um, and how the business model is also combined with the social mission of credit unions. Then you focus on past and present credit union pioneers, people that have come before us and people that are working in the industry today, to better understand where we've been and where we're going. One of the um, first things that we did was to um, write the name of our favorite credit union pioneer on an index card and then hand it to our mentor. Um, and people named, you know, Roy Bergengren, Ed Filene, um, somebody named Lois Kitch, which earned a, a large, a large amount of applause in the room. Um, and I have to admit that I'm going off script here from our outline yeah. to let you know that I wrote down your name because in, even though I've had a lot of input from various people in the industry and a lot of guidance from others, um, in my almost 16 years here, I've learned so much from you and continue to learn on a daily basis that, not to mention the fact that you gave me the okay to attend DE training. So I have to thank you for all of that. And I don't think I say it often enough. And I sometimes think that maybe you don't hear it from others often enough either. So I wanted to say that in the podcast. Well, thank you, John. That, uh, that was, you're right. That was unscripted, right? So, so but, but thank you for including that. Um, so the operating principles that we've talked about that we've referenced a couple of times, those are the things that, you know, anybody who's listening to this podcast who's worked in a credit union are familiar with. 
Credit unions are not for profit. Credit unions do pay, uh, taxation is another one. Credit unions do pay taxes, but they're exempt from federal income tax. Ownership, credit unions are owned by their members. They have volunteer boards of directors. They're eligible for members within their field of membership. They provide financial education for members to improve their knowledge and help them with all of the financial issues that they face. And finally, that social purpose that we've mentioned before a couple times already, people helping people. Um, the 12 development issues people might not be as familiar with, and you can find out more about these. Um, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about them, but I'm just going to name a few that really stand out. Um, access to credit is a huge one. Um, education we sort of discussed. Employment and income generation, a number of the things that we talked about um, involved you know, barriers to people just getting the information that they need to make better financial decisions. So that w that's where that one falls. Environment, health, housing, hunger. Savings mobilization it was an interesting one for me. I hadn't really heard that term before. And that's talking about, um, you know, retirement savings, but also in other parts of the world, um, just the issues that people face with sometimes not even having, um, you know, a, a, a well-defined economic system and possibly doing barter or anything like that. And so there, there were a lot of eye-opening issues when we started talking about the 12 um, development issues. After that, the next couple of days were a combination of experiential learning events and field trips that centered around those discussion topics and the, the um, credit union operating principles and the development issues. Um, and those field trips and, and experiential learning events were designed to give our team the opportunity to develop solutions that address many of those development issues. So I'm, I'm going to be pretty, um, pretty matter of fact here in, mm -hmm. in this question. So when you're, when you're hearing all these uh, presentations, I mean, these discussions and whatnot during, during a normal day, um, is it like a classroom setting or a conference room or somebody's living room and sofas or, you know, what is, what is it like? Well, the training, um, the, the training used to get moved around the country. Um, and I think that now I th I'm pretty sure that all of the four sessions are uh, each year are going to take place at the Lowell Center on the University of, Wis of Madison, University of Wisconsin campus at in Madison. Madison. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a self-contained training and living facility. So everybody lives there. Um, it's hotel-like accommodations. It's not a five-star hotel, sure, but it's perfectly sure. fine. And all of our, most of our meals took place there. Um, and it was, it was exactly what we needed to be able to bond together as a group, as well as in our individual teams of, of eight people. Actually, my team was only seven people because, unfortunately, the, the final member got ill before the training began and she wasn't able to attend. So... Um, we only had seven of us plus our mentor, but um, so it's it's all self-contained. And then the field trips go out from there. Um, we had multiple um, meals off-site um, throughout, scattered throughout Madison at various locations. Um, and then our graduation event. Um, there's a there's another um, facility that's part of the Lowell Center that's just down the street a couple of blocks, and that's a little bit more upscale. And that's where we had our graduation dinner. So. So you finish your, you, you complete your week of DE training, 
uh, you get your certification and graduation and so on and so forth, and everybody goes home, and then what happens? Well, that's, that's part of the important process. Um, the network of DEs, um, we have a listserv, we have um, a, a website, we have just a tremendous amount of resources. So not only do you end up being able to bounce ideas and, and concepts um, off of people who have already done the training, and I mentioned before tying the past to the future. The DE program goes back many years. Matter of fact, one of our speakers um, has been a, a DE for a very long time and been in the movement for a very long time. And I'm not going to mention his name, but his mother was also a credit union pioneer. So um, it, it's amazing to be able to learn from these people, many of whom I will never meet, many of whom I hope I will meet at future DE events. But just knowing that that resource is out there for everybody who, you know, everyone who has come before, and I'm also very excited to be able to connect with, with my fellow DEs here in Vermont now. Um, like I said, there are 12 others, and part of what I hope to be able to do in the coming months and years is to grow the program here and get people to experience um, the amazing events that I went through and understand more deeply and more passionately how important the credit union m movement is to people. So you're l lucky number 13. Uh, yeah, I'm lucky number 13. I I didn't find out about that actually until I got back and looked at our looked at our files of uh of who our our Vermont DEs are. So um I'm I'm fair notice anybody who's out there who's got a DE certification in Vermont, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be getting in touch with you, so get ready for that. So um People that have listened to this, you know, there, there's different articles, and you, you see DE school and, and DE certifications reference. Sometimes you'll see the initials, the ends of people's names on an email or something like that. Um, but, you know, what's the, what's the long-term commitment to being a DE? You're pledging to stay in contact and attend other DE events and, and do some kind of um, work projects on an ongoing basis and whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's all of that and more. Um, and I, I'm just beginning. I'm still actually, it's, it's been almost a month now. And, well, three weeks. And I'm still trying to process everything that went on. And I'm still just scratching the surface of how deep this goes. Um, so th the best example I can give you of that is, is Lois Kitch. Um, when Lois got back from facilitating this training, which will be her last um, training where she is the, the lead facilitator um, after doing it for many years. She immediately took off for Africa <laughs> to work with uh, George and uh, others in Africa to grow the DE program and expand it. Um, and those are the kinds of things, uh, and, and I, I, I don't want to give the impression that, that DE is just about international issues. It's it's so domestic. Matter of fact, um, every year there's a DE workshop. And um, I wrote about this in Newslines Express uh, last July. Um, they had a DE workshop, that uh, a DE day of service that took place at the workshop. Um, it was in the Tampa area at a place called Pinellas Hope, which is a homeless shelter. And they raised money. Um, so I think uh, more than 100 DEs went to this. 
Um, they raised money to uh, furnish 14 recently built apartments for homeless veterans and their families in the area. And then the DEs went on site to assemble the furnishings. Um, they took pictures of each team that assembled the, the furnishings in the, in the house. And they also had pictures of the homeless veteran and his family, his or her family, um, so that when they arrived to step through the door of their new house for the first time, there was a picture of them and a picture of the team that assembled all their furnishings and helped raise uh, a significant amount of money to support Pinellas Hope. And so that's a perfect example of the kinds of commitments, and there are many others, um, that DEs commit themselves to when they take on the training. Very cool. So uh, how do people find out more about DE School? Because we're, we're running a little bit short on time here, and I'm sure there's a lot more to say about what DE School is, what it means to be a development educator long-term and everything. Uh, how, how do people find out more detail or contact you or, or whatever else? Well, there's a lot of information on the foundation website, ncuf.coop. Um, people can contact me, and I will absolutely handhold or just provide them with resources to uh, give more information about the DE program in general. Um, there's a number of reasons why folks should consider becoming a, a development educator. Um, they gain a lot of skills in credit union outreach initiatives, problem solving, technical assistance, team building, public presentations, all things that will enhance their ability to do their job at their credit union organization as well. Um, it, they gain an understanding that local issues are global and global are local. Um, as I said, there's a, I've heard people say that DEs are focused only on international development issues, and that's not at all true. DEs are focused on all development issues, and I assure you that every single one of those is a domestic issue as well as an international one. Um, DEs come back to their jobs, and I can speak to this from, from first-person experience, with a new understanding of how to promote cooperative principles and credit union values as distinct advantages in the financial services marketplace. Obviously, since advocacy is our number one issue here, number one mission, um, those kinds of things are really important, and I hope to be able to um, be a source for those uh, of assistance for you in those things going forward as well. Um, obviously, credit union development edu educators become passionate advocates of credit union philosophy, which boosts employee motivation, creativity, and that's part of what I hope I'm going to be able to do and bring to the, um, the global Vermont credit union community as well. Um, I want to be a, a resource, I want to be an advocate, and I want to be able to inspire people to um, really go after becoming a development educator, not just to improve their service to their credit union, but also to fulfill a larger mission, a larger calling, if you will. It's going to be very important in the years, as, in the years coming up with, with where we are right now. Great. Thanks for all of that, John. Those are very insightful comments. Glad It sounds like you had a really um, insightful experience and a, a memorable one, one that you'll, uh, will leave impressions on you for the rest of your lifetime. I, I really do. I have countless takeaways. Um, but topping the list is I understand now that it's because of our cooperative operating principles 
um, that credit unions are uniquely positioned to solve so many of the development issues that are plaguing members, both in the United States and internationally. It's, it's, it's what makes us special, along with a whole bunch of other things. But it's what gives us the insight and um, the, the wherewithal to extend that cooperative mission to the most number of people and help the most number of members we possibly can. Thank you very much, John, uh, for all of your comments and telling us about the Development Educator Program today. Um, uh, any closing remarks, anything else you'd, you'd throw in that we didn't touch on yet? Well, uh, our association, is, as you know, has always been a strong supporter of the foundation and its programs. So I want to borrow a line from the start of this podcast and let our listeners know that your association is now going to take that to 11. We're already working on multiple tie-ins for our 71st annual meeting taking place at Woodstock Inn, May 18th through the 20th. We're also developing a separate full-day event tentatively planned for next summer that will bring elements of the DE program to Vermont in a way that's never been done before. We'll provide a lot more information about those details, about those events, um, after the first of the year. But in the meantime, if anyone is interested in learning more about the DE program, contact me by phone or email. I'll be happy to visit your credit union to speak to staff or volunteers, if that's what you'd like, um, or just provide additional guidance from here in our office. And for anyone who wants to have the most rewarding experience of your credit union career, registration for the April 18th through 25th, 2018 Development Educator Training in Madison opens on January 3rd. As I've already said, get there early. <laughs> and you can visit, as I said, the, the Foundation's website, ncuf.coop and click on how we help for details about registering. Yeah, and your email address, if people want to uh, just inquire locally from you, is John Cody, C-O-T-E, Avermont Credit Unions, with an S, dot co-op. Right? Correct. All right. Thank you very much, John. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us today, John, in this, and, and chatting about the Development Educator Program. Again, it's been real enlightening, and, and I'm sure everyone listening is glad that you had a really good experience there, and maybe some people listening will want to pursue it themselves, too. I certainly hope so. That would be an amazing thing to be able to grow the program in Vermont, and I'm really hopeful that people will look into it. With that, we've reached the end of another Vermont Credians On Air podcast and hope you found it informative. This podcast, along with ones we've previously recorded, is archived at soundcloud.com forward slash VT Credit Unions with an S. If you have ideas for a podcast and something you'd like to hear about, send it to podcast at vermontcreditunions.coop. Until our next podcast, this is Joe Bergeron and John Cody at the Association of Vermont Credit Unions thanking you for listening. 